see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. I can see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. To another episode of the Fuck This Shit Podcast. It's your boy Dre back again. I got my nigga Xavier Jones back for a second week in a row. What's good, my guy? I had to spin the block, man. I had too much fun last time. Appreciate you having me back, bro. Hey, man. Oh, God, man. We glad to have you back, man. You know, as always, we start the pod the same way, man. Thank you. Shout out to everyone who took the time out to listen to this motherfucker, man. We know y'all got days and lives and shit. So, you know, let thanks for letting us be a part of that motherfucker. You know, we try and uh, use the time wisely. Definitely. Uh, uh, last time I left out some of the, you know, some of the little show, the little details, you know, and I got to get my little shit in, you know, make sure y'all click the link that's in the show description. Uh, it'll take you to all the shit, all the social media platforms, everything like that. If you want to be a subscriber, you know what I'm saying, for a little phone 99, you get your episodes a day early. You get the video episodes on Spotify. You can also subscribe on the fan base. You get the episodes a day early. You get them all in video. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on some other shit to get y'all on some behind the scenes shit during shit, but that's 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 to come, you know. Go high ladder. Yo, man. But so what's good, man? How you been? How you been since we last tapped in with you, man? What's what's new? Staying out the way, man. I uh I've been taking compiling the film, working on the special, like to to figure out which jokes I'm gonna use. And within the last couple of days, I done narrowed it down. Uh stuff that I have filmed to a solid like 27 minutes you know what i mean okay with like two months to go so uh the goal is like 35 to 40 so i'm pretty you know that's a good that's a, yeah you yeah you and you you already pretty much there you like you can add on and by the time you get there you might sub some shit out you got a little time yeah. still yeah that's still the preliminary round you know what i'm saying somebody i don't know one of them jokes might get cut but yeah, <laughs> yeah i like that bro i ain't been up to shit man i've been uh you know, working, doing my little teaching shit, taking care of these kids, right? Regular dad shit. You know what I'm saying? It's a blessing, though. It is. It is. Um. So without I me, mean, shit, we can, we can really get right into it, my nigga. I know. I know. Uh, one thing. Uh, we don't typically do sports on this motherfucker. Like, I don't spend a lot of time and energy with sports on here. But y'all gonna have to give me and my guy. Like, we need like two, three minutes <laughs> real quick just to. Just to take a sidebar, bro. What you think about LeBron breaking the scoring record, bro? That that man's goaded, and uh, I I don't I don't think that's what he needed to solidify that. But I feel like the that that's the that's the end all, or that's one of the end all be all arguments. But um, no, nah, I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was hard. Uh, came in a loss, but you know what I'm saying. It's still a cold moment. Bro, they was trash. And then they made all the moves, but they made them too late. I don't I don't know, man. I other niggas are saying that they like the moves the Lakers made. I think they should have just kept rest to the end of the season, let all that money come off the books, and then built a team being able to see what the competition was gonna look like. Yeah. Cause they made all the moves, like, all right, now we contenders and the Suns was like, we got KD now. And the Mavs yeah. like, we got Kyrie now. And it's like they not really contenders against the niggas. They just gonna go deeper into the playoffs and lose. Yeah, they got the whole West got shook up in like two days. Bro, 
trade deadline was wild. Yep. But okay, I got I got a question back to 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 something that's that's sports adjacent. You know what I'm saying? Because we be sports adjacent on 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 fuck this shit all the time. You know what I'm saying? You see LeBron tweeting about how he wanted to be normal, bro. Yeah. What you think about that, man? What you think about so for for y'all who don't know, LeBron tweeted out like last week sometime. I think it was like the day before he broke the record, and he tweeted out something like uh like I'm not complaining. I just uh sometimes I just uh wish I could be like regular people or something like that or whatever. Um, talking about like how he can't really go into grocery stores. Like he can't just like, he just want to do basic shit. Um, what you, what you think about that, man? Cause it was mixed reactions. It was people on some, like you got all this money and you complaining. This motherfucker, like. I, I definitely empathize with that too. Cause he's been famous since he was 16. Like having that, like never having a moment in his life, his adult life where he could just, be him and not have to worry about who got a camera, who got a, you know what I'm saying? Like, he always has to be on and a people person. You know what I mean? He he may be tired of that. He may just want to, you know, do some regular stuff, go to the go to the uh, the Dollar General down the store or something. Like, I don't know if they got Dollar Generals out there, but, you know. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah you know, I, I <laughs> you think that's mean? something that they only have in, like, Midwest poverty-stricken areas, like, long. <laughs> 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 like, I'm going to he might want to, you know what I'm saying, stroll to the Whole Foods, though. You know what I mean? Like, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's where they at. Yeah, LeBron and Savannah definitely in the Whole Foods. Yeah. You know oh, they yeah, not. Yeah. They definitely not eating them dollar them dollar steaks <laughs> out the Dollar General. The Vienna sausages, bro. I bet you he got a can in his crib somewhere. I, I you think LeBron you. James has ever had a Vienna <laughs> sausage? I mean, he grew up broke, so probably. Yeah. Uh, but you know Bronny and, Bronny and Bryce? <laughs> they, wouldn't, they wouldn't have no idea. What is this? That nigga, 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 nigga can make a YouTube channel over that shit, bro. Like just giving celebrities kids the food that they grew up on. Nigga talking about nigga eat these, eat the, eat this spam sandwich, nigga. What is spam? What is, it's a delicacy, bro. Uh, nigga, fried bologna sandwich, nigga. Or the they used to like they used to the ramen with the meat in it, bro. Give them like the cup. Maybe like, you know, this the ramen you eat. Oh, yeah. They used oh, to ramen you get in a restaurant. Yeah, they eat, they ramen with chopsticks. Like, no, nah, nigga, this fork ramen, put some ass, some seasoning salt to that motherfucker. You make it your own. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Niggas always been on that shit, bro. I When I seen that shit, bro, what it made me think about was how crazy it is that niggas are so un empathetic to another motherfucker's experience in a way where like a motherfucker can't even mention that they have any desire outside of what they have before people just jump on them like niggas was like what the fuck you mean you uh jewish you was regular you got all these millions of dollars we out here buying eggs for 12 dollars and you want to be regular i'm like i don't think that's what my nigga was saying bro like it gotta be a whole nother it kind of goes to something I, i say a lot where it's like your worst day is only depending on like what your best days are you can't expect a motherfucker mm. to not feel like they having a bad day because this motherfucker starving like you can't be like oh it's kids starving and you talking about you don't like corn like nigga i don't like corn and i'm not yeah. starving so the fact that i had to eat this nasty ass corn it really fucked with me yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's all, i mean it's all relative I, I i don't like comparing like who who got it the worst but that's a and that's a different type of like it's a, a select few people that know what that feels like. So. Exactly. Exactly. And niggas want to niggas want to play the struggle Olympics and shit like that. And I'm just good on that, bro. Yeah. Everybody just vibe, bro. 
Everybody why. So look, man, one of the one of the things we do on this motherfucker, you know, we be jumping through the articles and shit like that or whatever. Sometimes they got a little bit more of a theme than others, you know what I'm saying? Today, we just rocking it out, bro. I seen uh I seen a couple things. Nigga, it's been going down in these airports lately. It's been it's been a hell of a week to be a TSA agent. Um, so we're gonna get started with the first article, bro. Uh couple leaves ticketless baby at Israeli airport check-in. <laughs> a couple <laughs> where's they going? Where's they going though? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta see where they was going. We about to find out. A couple abandoned their baby at an airport check-in desk in Tel Aviv, Israel, after arriving without a ticket for the child. The pair who have not been identified were checking in the Ryanair flight from Ben Guerin International Airport to Brussels, Belgium on Tuesday with the infant. It emerged that the baby did not have a ticket. The couple headed off the board to flight, leaving their child behind at the airline check-in counter. It's, uh, she said these... Go ahead. It's something, it's something in Belgium. They got, a, they got a drug deal going on or something. They, they, they had to be there. There's a reason. My nigga, it gotta be... What gotta be going on for you to be at the at the counter and be like, oh yeah, so y'all don't got a lap child policy? We can't just the baby need its own ticket. So, well, fuck the baby. Like, okay, hold, y'all, gonna, y'all can hold him for a second. That's probably how they did it. That's what hold him for, watch him for a second. Hold on, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be right back. Nigga, that's the question right I want to know. How did the exchange between the the agent the the counter like? So you just leave the baby at the ticket counter, and be like, all right, well we'll be right back. Did you did you like? Sit the baby where the ticket agent will see him for a minute and then kind of get away before they notice you abandoned your baby on the flight. I know how they did it. You know how they got the, they got the, it's like a, where they weigh him at. They put the baby down as soon as they walked up. Forgot he was like, they, the people behind the desk forgot he was there because they was talking like, boom, tickets this, and maybe it slid out. Slid That's out, left the baby right there. I got to you. My nigga, if I sw- I'm sick. It w- wait, wait, wait. Wait, I think it's footage. Hold up. Under further review. Under further review of the article, I think it's footage. And we might have to play the footage, bro. Because cause what? For, hold on. Let me finish. I'm going to finish the article. I'm going to come back to the... It's, <laughs> this shit says... Uh, these passengers traveling from Tel Aviv to Brussels presented at check-in without a booking for their infant. Then they proceeded to security, leaving the infant behind at check-in. The check-in agent uh, who retrieved... Oh, sorry. The check-in agent contacted airport security who retrieved these passengers. This is now a matter for the local police. Yeah, we definitely got to... Oh, yeah. I, I, I got to know what was going on. Yeah, don't worry about it. If it's a, if it's an article, we or it's a, it look like it's a video, and we show about to play this motherfucker. I bet you it's gonna play an ad or some shit before this shit come up. Oh no, this some other <laughs> shit. I just looked at the at the caption of it. These motherfuckers tried to play us, bro. These niggas talking about rookie officer saves baby. I don't give a fuck about that. I want. <laughs> I'm trying to see a baby get left. That's what I came for. I'm trying to see a baby. Bro, I'm trying to see a motherfucker try and ditch this motherfucking baby. 
They didn't, bro. They we ain't got no order. We ain't got nothing of it. But I'm just saying, my nigga, they ain't got safe haven laws. You could take a baby you don't want to the fire station in the, in America, bro. Think about how crazy that is. Are you talking about ads? Like, imagine how greedy you got to be to put an ad on the video of a baby getting left. <laughs> this is sponsored by Dove Men's Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's exactly how this shit be, my nigga. Sponsored by Does Miz Plus, nigga. I swear, bro. All right, so check it. I told you we had a few airport headlines. We got another one. Dolphin Skull discovered inside unaccompanied luggage at Detroit Airport. <laughs> Customs officers found something a little fishy in one of the passengers' baggage. That's the part. That's the part. <laughs> Upon routine x-ray and unaccompanied suitcase, U.S. Customs and Border Protection agents discovered a skull-shaped object inside, prompting further examination by Border Security and U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service officials who determined the object was the skull of a young dolphin. Why Miami gotta... Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> it was Tyree Hill. Somebody, somebody went back to my homeboy. Two a tackle on the little Two a tongue twist. He got a, you know, he got a weak skull. Well, my too soon. Bruh. My, my, my bad, my bad, my bad. Uh, they not gonna, they don't know about that. They don't know about that. <laughs> that's crazy. Though. What the fuck is I'm you doing to, with a dolphin skull? How did you get it in Detroit? Who is, who is, who is uh, the dolphin plug in Detroit? Who is the, do- is niggas eating dolphin meat, bro? Hey, is it dolphins in Lake Michigan? It's no dolphins in Lake Michigan, bro. Like that's what I'm saying. This exported dolphin skull, my nigga. So wait, does that mean like so? What? So if they found it in Detroit, that means somebody had to fly it in there, or it came from a zoo. Somebody had an issue. So a zookeeper had a uh, uh, aquarium keeper had an issue with one of. Them. Bro, not they you saying they had beef at the at the aquarium. My nigga tried to dismantle the body. Niggas is out here on some. What if it's like one of the things like when the mob be like sending you your people thumb in the mail. Oh, now nah, who they sending it to then? Oh, they, they sending it to know. the ocean, the big ocean. <laughs> That's what Aquarium they got beef with. <laughs> Can pick your own. <laughs> <laughs> they sending that shit. They sending a dolphin skull to drop it off to them niggas to let them know, nigga, their wildlife is in danger, bro. How did? Yeah. Yeah, imagine. Nah, just imagine being that TSA agent, bro. You think it's a regular day. <laughs> you just happen to glance at the screen. <laughs> hold up, hold up, run that back. Bro. The fuck? First, man, all dolphins and porpoises, I don't know what a porpoise is, are protected under, yeah, this this ain't dangerous shit. They, they turn it over for investigation. These niggas don't even know who let... I just feel like it takes too much effort and energy to acquire a dolphin skull for one to just leave the dolphin skull behind. That's a very good point. That's very good. It had to be a message. It was delivered. It was deliberate, bro. That's all I'm saying, my nigga. And if not, motherfucker must have just got nervous. Maybe a motherfucker was on some like, hey, bro, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you this suitcase. I'm going to pay you this bread. Just fly it to the spot. Don't look in it. My nigga sitting there waiting on the flight. Flight got delayed. Nigga looked in that bitch. Nigga said, nah, bro. I thought this was drugs, nigga. I thought I was coming through with some crack or something like that. Nigga, a dolphin (laughs) stole, bro. Nigga love dolphins, nigga. You gonna cancel my Peter? That's crazy. Bro, oh. 
bro. The way these no, not letting these white folks get me like that, bro. I, think right, my nigga, so, I feel like it's a conspiracy though. I seen yeah. blackfish too, my nigga. It's gonna be black. Let me ask you a so, side note. <laughs> Do you fuck with SeaWorld the same after you watch Blackfish? Hell no. I don't, I don't rock with zoos the same, to be honest. Bro, zoos be trying to do little like uh, positive campaigns to make it seem like they, they're like, oh no, we act in this role as conservative, uh, like this is a conservatorium, like we conservationists, that's what it is. You know, some of these species and things, we have to have them here. You know, like if you find one of these animals and they fucked up, where you take them? You take them to the zoo, we nurse them back to life and then we keep them captive forever for you to look at. So, I mean, it's just. <laughs> Solitary confinement. I don't know. 24 hour yeah, lockdown. 24 hour lockdown, nigga. Pretending to be an animal, nigga. Mm-hmm. I don't know, bro. I don't they fuck with the. I definitely can't fuck with SeaWorld at the Blackfish, nigga. They let my nigga Tillicum. First of all, SeaWorld don't care about. SeaWorld is capitalism at its best. They like, we don't R- care about animals R- or people. Mm. What you say? Hell no, nah, everybody dying. I said RIP Big T. Hell no, nah, everybody dying. R- <laughs> RIP Big T. Everybody dying, bro. They like, oh yeah, we got this well. He done mauled a few trainers and shit, but I mean, they just trainers. They not corporate. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, nobody lose no money. You know what I mean? So you good, bro. And the, they do be losing money. These niggas be getting sued, and they like, but we got so much money, we can really afford to lose that money. Like, yeah. Anyway, all right, bro. So back to some some semi sports adjacent shit cuz it's some some sports adjacent seeds or whatever uh you see Kyrie got traded to the Mavs yep you know what i'm saying and Kyrie's first interview they made sure to remind him that like you can get away from the nets but we still stuck on this jewish thing bro like we not letting you live like we going to make sure that we keep we we still going to keep asking and i think where he fucked up to begin with bro he made it so clear how much he hated answering questions about it. They were like, oh, so all we got to do is ask you questions about it, and your response is going to automatically be viral. Yeah. So we're going to yeah. keep pressing you on it. Kyrie going to turn Luca. I made a TikTok about it. Kyrie going to turn Luca into an Israelite. Into a black Israelite, nigga? Yep. He going to be the, he gonna be the biggest ally. <laughs> hey, nigga. Well, okay, so... Uh, bruh, now he gonna, they gonna slowly transform the franchise, bruh. Mastermind shit, bro. They, <laughs> let him win the chip, even. If he win the chip, he get in the whole city of Dallas. Well, they asked my nigga. My nigga deleted the apology. You know, he did. He, 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 he published the whole, he published the video, then deleted the apology. I'm gonna play the video of them asking him about him deleting the apology, and then we could chop it up about, about the whole thing. I delete a lot of things on my Instagram. Um, you know, I've I've had things that have happened before in my life, probably not as drastic of that moment, um, which led to a lot of confusion and uncertainty. I felt like oh, that's trash. Um, what I meant. Can you explain? Yeah, I delete a lot of things on my Instagram. I didn't have the whole thing. I really want you to be able to hear the whole thing, cause uh, in it he's like um, he says a few things in there. That's that's definitely hold on you know what you know it'll be wild bro sometimes you be looking for something twitter gonna have it faster than anybody thanks 
Twitter really the news if you That's follow the right people. Twitter the news if you follow the right people, bro. Niggas do be lying on it, though. Bro, oh, bro, nigga, the misinformation on Twitter is wild. New daddy. <laughs> well, new daddy is now here on isolated hip. Wow, right there. I'm telling you, bro, that's crazy how easy it is to find it. Um, there it is. You know, I've, I've had things that have happened before in my life, probably not as of that moment, um, which led to a lot of confusion and uncertainty, I felt like, um, what I meant and what I stand for. And I had to sit up in these mics and explain to the world who I am when I know who I am. So, uh, you know, I delete things all the time, and it's no disrespect to anyone within the community. Um, just living my life. You stand by the by the apology. You stand by the words in the apology. I stand by who I am and why I apologized, and I did it because I care about my family, and I have Jewish members of my family that care for me deeply. Um, did the media know that beforehand when they called me that word anti-Semitic? No. Did they know anything about my family? No. Everything was assumed. Everything was put out before I had anything to say, um, and I reacted instead of responding uh, emotionally and surely. I didn't need to defensive or go at anybody um, so I stand by my apology and I stand by my people everywhere all walks of life all races all religions same thing were those Jewish people in your family did they talk to you about that film and were they hurt by you posting it uh, I've had a lot of conversations about world history uh, what con was contained in there was contained in there I didn't agree with everything I've been up here saying that I'm just gonna leave it at that uh, my family is my family if the media cared about my family and actually, I'm not saying all the media, I don't want to get at anybody, but if specific media members actually care to do research instead of being the first to report things, then they would know where I come from. So um, the diversity of my family is beautiful, and I'm just going to continue to focus in on them. And when I'm in the court, um, try not to be distracted by y'all. All right. So... First off, what did you what did you think when the whole Kyrie shit went down to begin with? When it first went down, where what, what did you think about that shit? I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Like <clears throat> on some sports fan type shit, I think Kyrie is one of the best to ever do it. Cold, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody got a bag as deep as his. I stopped paying attention to like 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 really like hearing what he's saying, like when that flat earth shit happened. Like at that point, like I was like, I'm not paying attention to nothing this nigga got to say. <laughs> about anything but i and when the video shit happened oh i guess he reposted the video right the movie he just is like the link to the movie type shit yeah see the movie so i can't say whether or not anything in there was anti-semitic but oh they was also, hauling I mean, there saying that the holocaust didn't happen oh yeah niggas wilding niggas wilding yeah the, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> the movie is uh, like opens up with like the three major Jews that the lies that the Jews have told to control the, yeah, it's like that black, that it's basically like black people were the original Jews and the Jews now stole that from them in some kind of way, which is kind of like. We we ain't gotta be the original everything, bro. It's cool, it's cool. We, we It's cool, we ain't gotta. It, 
it's cool and whatever and then it's like uh, that jewish people spread the lie that all races are equal so that jewish people spread the lie that all races are equal so that the world wouldn't know that black people are inherently more powerful than all the other races and then also the holocaust didn't happen yeah, niggas is wild. Niggas is, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, but I, I was, uh, I'll go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I like where you started though, bro, because that's where I was too. I was like, Kyrie don't even think the world is a, like, my nigga think the world is flat. So I'm not really listening to shit my nigga got to say about nothing really. Bro, I think we, I think we, because celebrities are so cold in one aspect of life, we expect them to be right all the time. And it's like, no, once he said that, I realized if I want to learn how to do a uh, uh, spin into Euro step and finish with my offhand, I should probably listen to Kyrie. Anything else, I'm going to find somebody else that know more about it. And, and the thing is, too, bro, is that people think that celebrities are like impervious to misinformation. You know what I'm saying? Niggas who think YouTube is research are always going to find themselves believing some wild shit. Because mm. it's just like, oh, yeah, bro, I seen this video and it was like, da, 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 like the flat earth shit. That's, it, it's funny you brought that up directly because how Kyrie came to black people are the real Jews is the exact same way he came to the earth is really flat. YouTube, he got it. He got one of them uh, rabbit holes. YouTube. YouTube rabbit hole. That nigga related video, recommended video, recommended video, recommended video. Algorithm all the way off, bro. That nigga. Then all of a sudden, that nigga over here looking like Mr. Krabs. Nigga, like, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) I I also I I can empathize, bro, because I feel like they they are the ultimate scapegoat, like the the Jewish community. You know what I mean? And I I I, I was I was researching it on YouTube actually. It was a, it was a <laughs> it was a history teacher though he was I, I, I yeah you know, he got credit he was saying like a lot of it started during the black plague or a lot of anti semitism started during the black plague because Jewish people had like cleaner customs they washed their hands more religiously blah, 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 and they were segregated so they wouldn't get sick and everybody was like so they the wasn't Jews getting sick yeah it is like the Jews did this and I think that <laughs> ever since then bro they like brother Jews like. That's the craziest shit I ever heard. Well, you know, I was telling one of the homies, he was like, he was like, bro, I'm tired of white people. I'm like, bro, you know, Jews are white people, right? He's like, Jews are white. I was like, I mean, yeah, to people who aren't white, but not to white people. Like, if you listen to like white supremacist ideologies, they're like, we hate the niggers and the Jews. Like, it's always the only difference is sometimes it's we hate the Jews. And the niggas, like sometimes they <laughs> switch up the flow a little bit, but it's still the you know what I'm saying. It's still the same hate vibe, bro. So it's like it's kind of wild to see that. Do you uh you watch South Park, my nigga? Not really. The first of all, the the way that your mind thinks uh, on things as far as comedy is concerned, you gotta start watching South Park. Where? South Park, be on that. Like a, it's something that the that. It's something that the black community has not been like immersed in like that because South Park is so heavy satire and it's so raunchy. If you don't watch it, you like, hell no, I'm not watching these white folks, bro. Like, this is crazy. 
Yeah. No, I was I, I watched the movie when I was a kid. They had Saddam Hussein married in the devil. I was like, yo, these niggas is wild. But it was funny these, though. It was funny but, as hell. Because it's all like conflated. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, they got a they first episode of the season is like tackling that whole thing or whatever. And in the end of it, they like break down the Jews run Hollywood thing or whatever. And it was so fucking simple. It was wild, bro. Basically, they were like, the reason why there's such a large Jewish presence in Hollywood is because Jews used to... Hold on. Oh, she got her. Nigga, I heard a thump and then a loud cry. I was like, damn, nigga. That was like it's like the dad that bat is, signal. <laughs> yeah, that Spidey sense got to... Hold up. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me, let me check. But... um. Fuck was like that? Them niggas then got my <laughs> got my whole train of thought off. Oh yeah, so basically, uh, like the like performing stuff, like acting and shit like that, like like the minstrel shows and shit like that or whatever. Like it's it's they all sound like it was all racist because when white people did, they was doing blackface and shit like that. But that's just basically what they called all those little like performing art shows or whatever that like predate Hollywood. Yeah, all that work was considered like beneath. <laughs> Like it was mm. like that was like low class work. So there was a lot of Jewish people doing it. Mm. Well, then like that evolves into like some other form of like stage production or whatever, which evolves into like the early Hollywood movie studios. Yeah. So like that's why there's such a heavy Jewish presence in Hollywood, because it used to be shit work that white people didn't want to do. So the only white people involved in it were like the subwhites, the Jews. And, and it's that easy, bro. It's that easy to research something like that. But niggas, niggas don't want to do that. Niggas be like, nope, it's too easy to scapegoat somebody. Exactly, bro. And you I know think... the craziest thing is, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I could have walked past eighty-seven Jewish people today. Wouldn't even know. Bother me, bro. I ain't never experienced no beef from no Jewish people in my life, bro. <laughs> Promise you. Maybe y'all. Maybe I'm lucky, you know. But um. I think what's wild is when you listen to that apology, he says something that I think really summed it up for him where Kyrie fucked up to me. And I think the whole situation, just to get my play by play, I think it's like Kyrie shares the link because Kyrie didn't watch the movie like straight up. Kyrie saw Mm -hmm. the title from Hebrews to Negroes. And he was like, we are the original uh, Israel. We are the original uh, Jews because you two rabbit hole shares the link. Motherfuckers get on his ass about it. And instead of just being like, I'm sorry. He's like, I shouldn't have to apologize. Which is kind of like, it's about picking your time and spaces to make a point to me sometimes. Like, Mm -hmm. do you have to apologize? I mean, I guess not technically, my nigga, but this would be over real fucking fast if you do. If when the, the... if when the tweet first came out and they first had the backlash, if Kyrie had just come out and they asked him about it, he just been like, "Oh, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, I wasn't even aware that there was any sentiments in that movie that would be considered anti-Semitic. That's never been, you know, what I'm saying what I'm what I'm about or nothing like that. And I would never stand or support anything that anyone viewed as hate. It's over. Yeah, but he Kyrie. didn't want to go ahead." That's him though. Kyrie picks the strangest hills to die on. I don't know if he, he dies does. on every hill, 
because that may just be him. He just may be stubborn all around. But the hills that he does publicly die on, bro, he they they pretty strange. I ain't gonna lie. And he it's a part of, and this is the last thing I'm gonna say on the Kyrie thing. For me, there's a part of Kyrie that I'm not gonna say he does it for the show, but like the the theatrics of it are part of it for him. And it's like even little shit like when he was missing games, it'll be like, well, I'm missing games because. The things I'm doing as far as far as like my activism are more important than basketball. As a black man, I respect that. Also, as an adult, I'm like, you didn't have to choose one or the other. You put it, you made it where you had to choose one or the other so that you could say you chose one over the other. Does that make sense? Yeah, because that wasn't the reason. I mean, even if it was the reason, it's like the Zoom call that you was on when you were supposed to be playing basketball they would have rescheduled that Zoom call to have you on it. That is a fact. That is a fact. Like, you yeah. didn't yeah. have to choose. Yeah, you didn't have to choose between the Zoom call and the game. You wanted to choose the Zoom call over the game. Because you wanted, and that, and I'm not even necessarily saying that, I, I don't know if that's a, a net positive or negative, because ultimately it does bring more attention to what it is he's doing. Because, mm. like, if he was to just do it in his spare time, no one would know. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, I... That's, I feel like when it comes to like philanthropic stuff, like looking out for people, I feel like Kyrie got a real good heart. I just think the nigga. Dumb. I do too. I think he, the nigga, like, he, and I, I, I can't say this because it's gonna sound. like That's why I'm saying I think it may be strategic in his mind. Like I don't even think it's on Maybe. no dickhead shit. Like I don't think it was. I don't want to be there for the game. I'm gonna do that. Like I think it was like, no one's gonna know I'm on this call unless I miss the game for it. And once they find out I missed the game for the call, then they'll be more likely to inquire what was the call really about. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's true, but I think that like Kyrie, Kyrie is the only player in the league that I think, uh, like Kyrie, uh, basketball isn't his first. Like, like it's not the first thing on his mind when he wake up. He just really yeah. cold at it. I don't think I don't even know if Kyrie probably loved basketball no more. He probably still enjoys it, but like. No. I can see that. He, on principle, that. he told you he'll give up half the season. He did. On over the over that, bro. Over I, I, the thing that was wildest to me about that was is just the thing that's been wildest to me about the the whole vaccine shit to begin with. From everybody, is just so many of us got, especially, bro. Like, I ain't gonna lie, the military niggas who was like anti-vaccine i'm like they give y'all niggas vaccines they would never give us like they give y'all all kinds of crazy vaccines and shots that no one else has to get and all of a sudden you was on, and you draw the line in this one you like two days in basic bro you got eight shots i just <laughs> but whatever bro i do think that they was tripping on the punishment and I, i'm on record saying that when they was giving that nigga six things he needs to do to apologize to the Jewish community and donate this money to that and all that. Jerry Jones ass was at a, uh, what was he doing in that picture? Uh, fighting to make sure they didn't integrate a, a restaurant or some shit like that. Fighting for the whites only you know, lunch counter. You got a, you got a uh, black family trying to get a, a little burger or something and Jerry Jones out there protesting. Ain't nobody made him apologize for nothing. That nigga came out and said he didn't. Even, it, they asked him about it. He didn't apologize. He was like, "Yeah, I was young and just wanted to know what was going on. You know how that be? Yeah, I, <laughs> a young white man trying to see what they doing to these niggas today. Like, you know what I mean? 
On this what? episode of uh uh <laughs> the civil rights. Oh god, bro. Uh all right, man. So for some more sports adjacent shit, um Brett Favre files lawsuit against Shannon Sharp, Pat McAfee, and the Mississippi State Auditor. So I know you've been, I know, I'm sure you've been up to date on the Brett Favre shit. I know you know what's up with the Brett Favre. So for those of you who may not be aware, Brett Favre basically robbed the state of Mississippi for millions of dollars of welfare funds because, you know, he's not already a fucking millionaire. And he did it to get his daughter a volleyball statement built, which, I mean, I guess, go girl dad, right? (laughs) Shout out to that man, bro. Father of the year. Still up in the Porsche. uh, What, the Porsche state in the country? But like top five. Uh yeah, if it's not the poorest, it's one of the yeah, definitely like bottom, bottom five poorest states in the in the United States. And then the other thing too about the welfare thing is anybody who knows anyone who's ever tried to apply for welfare, it's it's kind of hard to get. They make you be really poor to get it. They don't really want to give it to you because you know how the Republicans be. They like, nah, bro, you can't help motherfuckers else they won't work. Yeah. All right, so this is a Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback Brett Favre has filed defamation suits Thursday against Mississippi State Auditor Shad White and sports commentator Shannon Sharp and Pat McAfee. Mississippi is suing Favre in a civil case that seeks to recover misspent welfare money. The University of Southern Mississippi Athletic Foundation is one of 10 parties the Mississippi Department of Human Services is seeking to sue in an expanded lawsuit that it hopes will recoup millions of dollars of welfare funds lost in the largest public fraud in state history. <laughs> Southern Miss is linked to the alleged fraud scheme through one of its most notable alums, former Golden Eagles quarterback and pro football Hall of Famer Brett Favre, who was mentioned directly in the amended complaint to the lawsuit. The complaint against White reads, Shad White, the state auditor of Mississippi, has carried on an outrageous media campaign of malicious and false accusations against Brett Favre the Hall of Fame quarterback and native son of Mississippi, in a brazen attempt to leverage the media attention generated by Favre's celebrity to further his own political career by shamelessly and falsely attacking Favre's good name, White has gained national media attention he previously could have only dreamed of, including appearances on shows like CNN and HBO, a popular ESPN podcast, as well as interviews for print and online media, None of these national media outlets would have paid White the slightest of attention had he not been attacking Far. White himself acknowledges, admitting that his own wife was shocked by his appearance on the ESPN Daily podcast. That was that was Far's representation statement about the Mississippi State Auditor, who essentially is the nigga who counts the money and was like, "Where did it all go?" and was like, "Oh, we gave it to Brett Far." Yeah, I feel like if if somebody speaks about a celebrity and they say something that's false, like an accusation, then oh yeah, yeah defamation for sure. If that nigga is hitting you with facts and receipts, and I see you, and you know the thing that bugs me most about this this Brett Favre thing is, had nobody found out, he would have looked at that volleyball stadium like like he would have been like, hey, y'all see what I did for Mississippi? You know what I'm saying? Like. You see what I he would have he would everybody would have known Brett Favre got that fucking stadium built. You ain't never lied. He'd have have flexed it so hard. Wrangler jeans wearing ass. What's wild about it, my nigga, is in the statement, they don't even really say he didn't do it. They basically saying, 
oh, this nigga's getting famous off of, off of telling people what Brett did. He making it hot for my nigga, and he getting famous off of it. Blowing the block up. I mean, that's a good journalism, honestly. Malcolm X said, "I don't come. I don't hate nobody. I don't come to con. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not here to condemn. But if the truth condemns you, then you condemn. I think he telling the truth, bro. bro. You are you going to jail, Mister Far? Well, you should. And fuck Brett Far, bro. Brett Far. The one of the things I hate most about Brett Far is that you know that he wanted them white dudes who is like, he's a pull yourself up by the bootstraps ass white man. Like, you know, what people need is hard work and they need to invest in themselves and their communities more and they wouldn't have these issues and blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, your ass over here robbing the welfare fund, nigga. You the biggest welfare recipient in Mississippi, nigga. Message. Me- <laughs> you not lying though, bro. Like, he would have, he would have, I don't know, it's, the, the hypocrisy is what gets me. Like, how can you, like, literally live in the poorest state, siphoning money from them at the same time and walking around? Because I know they probably treated him like he was a god in Mississippi. Oh, bro, they do. They still, low-key, bro, they still trying to. That's why it's not more contentious right now because at the moment, motherfuckers is low-key like, okay, Brett fucked up, but we still kind of you know, we ride for Brett. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The white folks is like, them white folks feel like he didn't steal no money from nobody but niggas because you know white people refuse to admit that they poor. Yeah. And if if we are the only, uh, uh, what is it, casualty, then I feel like America just sweep this one under the rug. Only you already the know. The Negroes were hurt. The Negroes in Mississippi were hurt. Yeah, we'd be all right. I mean, they it's wild, bro. It's wild because this is like, the biggest fraud of like government funds in the state's history. That nigga still breaking records. He retired 10 years ago. <laughs> I think you say the gunslinger is always gonna break <laughs> records, bro. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, who nigga? Oh my right. god, bro. Uh the response, the auditor's response, everything Auditor White has said about this case is true and backed by years of audit work by professionals at the Office of the State Auditor. It's mind-boggling that Mr. Favre wants to have a trial about that question. Mr. Favre has called the audit, has called Auditor White and his team liars despite repaying some of the money our office demanded from him. He's, uh, bruh, he's, he's also claimed the auditors are liars despite clear documentary evidence showing he benefited from misspent funds. Instead of paying New York litigators to try this case, he'd better he'd be better off fully repaying the amount of welfare funds he owes the state. My nigga, to, oh, go ahead, lawyer, clap back, bro. He probably trying to. That's probably a scare tactic. Really, this shit ain't working, nigga. His lawyer gotta know that shit not gonna fly. Them niggas smooth hit him back and was like, "It's wild that you would say you didn't do it when you already started paying us back." That's what I'm saying. How you gonna uh, deny and apologize at the same time? How you gonna deny and apologize, and then double down in the letter and said, maybe you should take some of that money you spend it on lawyers and just give it to us, since you gonna have to pay us anyway, nigga. Mm. How about you just? How about you save some of that bread you wasted on New York lawyers and Wrangler jeans, and you just go ahead and run us our little bag so we can call this because we just want our money back, and that's that is the privilege of whiteness. This nigga Brett Favre in a position where the state of Mississippi just want their money back, and he got the money. 
They really just no, want the no, money no back. Time, if he no, gave no. them the money back, they would let it go. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I'm a white man and I shouldn't have to give you the money back. I think I can beat this, even though I'm guilty as fuck. It doesn't uh, 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 yeah. That's a level of, of arrogance I, I hope I never come anywhere close to, bro. That that's crazy. You gonna need you gonna need fifty. You gonna need two hundred years of privilege and a ton of skin bleaching, bleaching cream to ever feel that level of privilege, nigga. <laughs> Facts. Nah. I, yeah, I don't know. He he's Aaron Rodgers better. I sum it up like that. Aaron Rodgers better, bro. Straight up, my nigga. So the the headline these articles be on the headlines and barely tell you. They say that Shannon Shannon is being Shannon Sharp is being sued. Uh, because the, he says the suit states that Sharp publicly uh, published defamatory statements uh, of purport, uh, pur- of purported fact, referring specifically to Far by name on an episode of his television show Skip and Shannon Undisputed. Uh, McAfee is a uh, being added to the suit because he's accused of saying that far stole from the poor is taking money right out of their pockets and is stealing money from the poor people in Mississippi. Again, how are you going to get you out of the nigga for just those? Those are all ob- objective facts. My nigga. Yeah. Why are you telling the truth? Why, <laughs> why are you telling the truth? Like people like, like people are going to be mad at me when they hear that, bro. Do you not care what people think about me? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. I'm supposed to be looked at as a philanthropist. Uh, pro football Hall of Famer type shit. You are besmirching my legacy, bro, by telling the truth. Uh, gotta see. I got another. I got one we can watch an article on. I don't want to read this one, and I, I know for a fact I'll be able to find a video on this one because they they reported the hell out of this, and I got I got mixed feelings on this. Oh yeah, this is. I need to do this more often though, because I be so in my own world, bro. I don't be, I don't be seeing no headlines. I'm surprised I seen these for real. Hey, bro, I'm telling you, that's 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 that make it even better though. All right, check Great this out. Greedy, greedy boy. Greedy. Students and parents at a Rockland County middle school sounding the alarm over a lunch menu item. As CBS 2's Alicia Reed reports, a meal seen widely as offensive was served on the first day of Black History Month. You should feel very happy mm-hmm. that you spoke up. Yeah, I am. A mother reassuring her daughter after a racially insensitive lunch option was served at Nyack Middle School the first day of Black History Month. I just hope that they won't do it again at a different school or at my school ever again. Instead of Philly cheesesteak, broccoli and fresh fruit, Aramark, the food service company that provides meals to the district, served chicken and waffles and watermelon. I was questioning, like, because they don't usually give watermelon. If they had served chicken chicken and waffles by itself, I don't know that we would be having this conversation. But the moment you add in the watermelon, that changed the whole complexion, literally. In a statement, Aramark apologized for the insensitivity, saying in part, while our menu was not intended as a cultural meal, we acknowledge that the timing was inappropriate and our team should have been more thoughtful in its service. But this isn't the first time Aramark found itself in hot water. Back in 2018, another racially insensitive meal was served at New York University during Black History Month. 
It included barbecued ribs, collard greens, cornbread, Kool-Aid, and watermelon-flavored water. When called out, the company apologized and workers were fired. I thought they learned from their thoughts. The interim school superintendent. Intendant says I'm to partnering with the school to offer training for its employees. Workshops that are focused around the concept of equity and institutional racism. The NAACP chapter president says this incident not only points out the need and importance of people learning about culture, but also getting repeated sensitivity training. In Nyack, Alicia Reed, CBS 2 News. <clears throat> Which, which, what you think about the Black History, uh, Black History Month lunch special, bro? I ain't gonna lie, that went at NYU sounded crazy. Niggas say, uh, <laughs> what they say, what they say, uh, niggas had barbecue ribs, <laughs> collard greens, <laughs> Kool Aid, cornbread, Kool Aid, and then watermelon flavor water. I feel like with the, the, I hope. I'm an optimist, so I hope they did it with good intention. I doubt they like did it maliciously. I feel like that's what happens when you when you try to do stuff for black people, but you don't got no black people to ask around. So you just like, bro. It, I feel like it's either that, and then it's two things. So I feel like as black people, we really don't have like we got such a mistrust with like mainstream culture, white people, whatever, however you want to put it, where it's like. They're going to Cinco de Mayo. You know they serving tacos in the cafeteria. Ain't nobody saying shit. They just getting in line, eating their tacos, and being happy to the motherfucker. I'm going to just keep it up Billy with you, my nigga. Does it, does it feel a little racist? Yes, but nigga, I come into my, my seventh grade uh, cafeteria, they talking about we got chicken and waffles and watermelon today. Boy! <laughs> You're not lying, though. Man, I ain't gonna lie. I feel like, like me, I definitely wouldn't have blew the whistle. I would have probably laughed at it, but nigga, I'm be smacking while I'm eating though. You, you the hear watermelon? What I'm is, well, they went too far with the watermelon. Though. I agree with that. Like, nigga, y'all doing too much. And that shit don't. And they added together. the watermelon both times too. Watermelon, nigga, say watermelon water. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? And they already had Kool Aid, bro. It's like they were like, no, no, no. You gotta get. You know, niggas love watermelon. Yup. Double down on the watermelon, bro. And nigga said, just, just, just stop it right there, and we can let this shit ride. Mm -hmm. Hey, bro, I'm not against it. I, cause we gotta, we gotta get something, my nigga. Juneteenth and that a federal holiday now. Black people, we gotta get something where everything is not. We, we deserve to have a day where we can eat our food, nigga. Like, it's, it's like it's tough because all of our food comes as a result of slavery so it's like yeah. it stings a little bit when it's like oh. <laughs> I, I also don't trust it because i i feel like skin folk probably didn't make that food so probably you probably ain't even gonna hit the same but, but bro, I, mean, I, I i hope it i hope it came from a good place it's the fact that afterwards they said they didn't mean to for me. That was the part. And okay, listen, I'm gonna keep it a twice. With so you on twice this. is crazy. Twice is crazy. Niggas have told you. <laughs> twice, twice is crazy. 
adding the watermelon on each occasion, crazy. The second time, having it be on February 1st and then saying, oh, we didn't intend for it to be a culturally relevant meal. It's just a coincidence that we were serving fried chicken and watermelon on the 1st of February. And we ain't never in our life done this before. I feel like it would have been a better look to just say it was like it would have been I would have I feel like I would have respected it more if they leaned in. They were like, no, we did. Like we did do this for Black History Month. We did this because it was February 1st. Uh we consulted with the black people who we have with us and we asked them what were the most popular, you know what I'm saying, dishes in the black community. And this is what we came up with. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. They're not tapped into the community. They are tapped into the community because Aramark is also the as the largest provider of prison food. Ooh. So, <laughs> which actually makes me believe that it was negative in intention because you know that they like all the places that provide food to prisoners basically just providing them niggas the bare minimum nutritional value that they have to per like the very very minimum requirements of whatever state they reside in. What if the chicken and waffles was busting off? But what if they was busting? Okay. Here's the question we got to ask. Now, this is going to be the poll. This is going to be the poll for the podcast. Would you eat the Black History Month waffles? Like, just be honest with yourself. You walk in, eighth grade, first lunch. Nigga, you see a motherfucker walk past you with a tray with some fried chicken and waffles on it with some watermelon pieces on the side of the tray. Are you going to call your mama and be like, can you believe what this is? Or are you going to hurry up and get in line? Bro, I'm smashing, bro. I used to I used to smash popcorn and pickles, bro. That's not even a good combo if you really think about it. You know it's, what I'm saying? At school? <laughs> you don't have to really think about it, bro. It, it initially came off as a <laughs> They just got popcorn and pickles that every Friday at school, and we were smashing it. You think it's some chicken and some waffles in there, bro? You, you're bugging. Niggas hate I, Honestly, I'm going to be mad if you're not doing it like that all February. Oh, yeah, bro. You done set a precedent for goddamn sure. Okay, that's the question, <laughs> though, my nigga. After you have fried chicken and waffles on Monday, what's the Tuesday meal, though? Something with some gravy on it, for sure. Something smothered. Yeah. Smothered yeah. turkey. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mother turkey wings or something, some real black. <laughs> I've been on grains a lot since I've been an adult. I used to not rock with them at all. Oh, I, I got to like my that NYU menu sounded so busting, bro. It did, bro. The nigga got even with water, the watermelon water, water like water. that is that is upscale <laughs> racism, bro. Like you think they gave them like one of those little, one of those little pictures, like they make the like the few infused water. They had the watermelons like shoved in a little tube in the middle. It was like sitting there and just pouring you nice watermelon flavored, uh, purified water. Do you think they put some lead in the water to make an extra black history? Too dark. (laughs) You'll you'll shake a room with that one. Oh me. Too dark. (laughs) I ain't gonna lie, this shit sounded good. I don't know. I just ain't never been a flavored water fan. That's why I was thinking about it like that. A Kool Aid though, I was like, I already knew they had red. What, what, yeah, yeah. What, what flavor do you think it was? <laughs> Kool Aid flavor. First of all, you a nigga because you, you, because you already jumped it <laughs> off with the fact that the flavor is the color. I think like I know they had red. 
I don't, <laughs> I don't care if it was cherry or tropical punch, nigga. <laughs> that shit was that red. Let me tell you, you all right, I'm red pack or the one that come in the blue pack. The blue pack, the tropical, the blue pack, blue pack red. Let me tell you how, how I'm hitting them. Blue pack red, one pack blue pack red, one pack lemonade. So you do a tropical punch lemonade combo. Yeah. And that okay. gallon pitcher. I'm gonna have to try that. I'm because my granny put me on like a long time ago. She do the same thing, but a grape and lemonade. And she be like cutting up lemons and throwing it in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's some fancy that's a that's a fancy nigga you got there as a granny, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna have to do some homework though. You said tropical. The tropical and the uh the lemonade. Yeah, yeah, the blue pack and the yellow, the blue and the yellow, man. My mama put me on in that motherfucker, man. So let so look, that's what they need to have. They, they need to have black history workshops at places like NYU, where they have like Kool-Aid workshop, you know what I'm saying? Niggas come up, it's like a little booth, niggas coming up, teach <laughs> teaching you the proper wrist work on them. <laughs> I'm about first you get I got one last question, bro, and then we're gonna move mm-hmm. on from this. Why is Kool-Aid the only thing that sugar will dissolve in cold water for? It's, Kool-Aid is probably one of them things that we shouldn't be drinking. It can't be, bro, because you if you put if you fill up a pitcher with cold water, put sugar in it, you can stir that shit for an hour, and it's still going to be sugar and cold water. That shit will not dissolve in that water, bro. <laughs> you add two packs of Kool-Aid, nigga, that shit dissolve like that. No, nah, we got to ask Neil deGrasse Tyson about this one. Near the, oh God, bro! Oh, that's a that's an OG. That's an OG OG. Niggas don't fuck with Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's why they think the the fucking world flat, nigga. Real quick, man. Holler at him. I ain't gonna lie, he do be over talking niggas though on podcast. I was like, all right, bro. They ain't even get a chance to ask, ask the question. Okay, bro. Cause he like I I am clearly the smartest Negro you've ever met. Man. Do you want to be that the nigga got intellectual genius? Uh oh uh, uh fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson, do he got some yeah. Kool-Aid? <laughs> that nigga probably got some space Kool-Aid, bro. <laughs> that nigga probably got some Kool-Aid that don't expire, nigga. You can make that shit as he you walk in his shit, he like you can make this Kool-Aid at zero gravity. Shit, nigga. Is that, I see stars in there, nigga. What the fuck? Bro, why is this shit glowing? Well, shit. Since we saw Black History, let's move on to something else. So, I, I, before I read this to you, let me let me ask you something, bro, or let me tell you something about me you may not know. I got a vendetta against one specific group of people, bro, and a lot of them are black, and it makes me feel away. And it's like, especially because I never in my life wish for black people to go to jail, except for this like one of a few variances and it's all these niggas who got that ppp money while i was sitting up here broke and i didn't get none i don't want them all to go to jail and now i don't want them like get separated from their families or nothing but what i'm saying is that like the fact that i didn't get none of that money because i was like all y'all niggas is going to jail bro like it ain't no way y'all don't go i don't know one nigga who has got in trouble for that ppp money and i know a bunch of niggas who is running around this motherfucker draped in designer i was saying niggas uh i was saying a couple girls like tweet about that shit. this was a while back when the first when i think when the stimulus shit first hit 
Like I, I owe so much money to the IRS. I ain't gonna lie. Like, like you said, I don't wish for nobody to go to jail, but I'm laughing my ass off because I'm like, bro, that's the hole you dug yourself in. Uh, oh, I do. I hope there is a, a little karma. Like niggas just flexing on us and shit. With, because if not, why didn't I get none? If this was just I mean, free for all, steal from the though. government. I'm not diametrically opposed to stealing from the government. Fuck them niggas, bro. They steal from me all the time. When was the last time we got away with something like that? That's why I ain't That's how I felt, bro. That's why I didn't do it. Because they going to have all the... Pleasure P already out, though. He did. 24... What, he did 18 months for 24 million? I would do 18 months for 24 million, bro. <laughs> nigga, I'm being that meditating, nigga, doing push-ups, reading. I'm going to be so wet. swole when I get out that motherfucking nigga. I'm going to have me two laundry sacks. Filled with, I don't know, wet toilet paper or whatever the fuck them niggas be using to make weights in that motherfucker. Uh, you remember at the end of All About the Benjamins, that nigga came out, hop right in the, uh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm on that. Hop right on the boat. Nigga. Sorry, check it, check it. Tennessee woman who used COVID relief funds to travel to Trump Resort and get plastic surgery is sentenced to six years in prison. A Tennessee woman who was already on probation for fraud when she stole thousands of dollars in COVID relief funds and used the money to travel to a Florida resort and receive plastic surgery was sentenced this week to more than six years in prison in order to pay the money back. Leslie Bethia, 30, of uh, Sir Joinsville. That's a weird name. Gotta be 10 people that live in that bitch. Uh... Play, uh, pleaded guilty to one count of wire fraud, one count of making false statements to her probation officer, after being indicted in June on wire fraud, money laundering, and other charges. Judge Ronnie Greer sentenced Bethia to 78 months in prison on Monday. According to the Department of Justice, Bethia applied for payroll protection, yeah, the PPP loan, the payroll protection program loan in March 2021, claiming that she made $99,835 in 2019, a year during which she was in prison for wire fraud. <laughs> I know what she was trying to do. I know what the plan was, and I know where it went left. But the tell me to put, go ahead. She was already on on the hook for some bread. It sounds like like she already owed somebody some money. She thought she could get the BBL in time to start her OnlyFans to make money to pay that back, and then that's what she was finna do. That's she was trying she was to invest in herself. Yeah, she was saying get the, she was saying get the business. She really that was a business loan if you think about it. <laughs> if the seed, bro, it was the seed money. That's what I'm saying. Like, like it was going towards. She might have a case. I may try that one. You may try go to law, go to law school just so. I, especially, matter of fact, what she looked like. Do they got pictures? Like, what the BBL looked like? They don't got. <laughs> they don't it? got a picture, bro. I was hoping they would have a picture of her, bro. Let me see. Her name is Leslie Bathia. Let me see if I can. Let's see if Google gonna give us a picture of her. And is it is it gonna be a, a before and after? Because I mean, because we got because first of all, these BBLs be looking pretty fucked up, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like they gotta come with maintenance too. Like you ain't gonna get that in prison for six years. Oh, bro, no. First of all, answer me this honest question. What do you think this woman's race is? Um, I ain't gonna lie. 
I visualized a white woman this whole time. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was the opposite, bro. I was thinking when I when I seen Florida for plastic surgery, I was like, that sounds BBL esque. You, you said know what I'm saying? Like that Trump sounds hotel. like. Oh, you right, Trump Hotel. I mean, maybe she was on her diamond and silk time. This her. Oh, she, she got the Karen hair. She, mm-hmm. she don't look like the type who uh, who is still all that money for plastic surgery she definitely could could use it she looked like she lied on me about still or something bro god bro she looked like she she definitely didn't get no lip fillers nigga that's what i know (laughs) (laughs) no bro she thought she was gonna she was gonna hop on only fans because it's a quick lick i ain't gonna lie i'll be seeing some women out here just racked up bro motherfuckers be buying hotels and yachts and shit i'm like oh yeah yeah, yeah." i can't hate on nothing they get me paid you said your homegirl had a twerk class, bro. It's sex sale, bro. Fam, my my daughter was in a competitive cheer team. Mm. They was threatening to kick the girls off the team because they found out one of the mamas had an OnlyFans, and the girls kept talking about it. But listen, bro, they found out the mama had an OnlyFans because she was liking the cheer team's fucking Instagram profile from the same Instagram that she promotes the OnlyFans from. She, she pulled a Kevin Durant. Bro. You got you to gotta hop on the burner. You got to get your burner account, nigga. You can't be thinking she be reposting the fucking cheer team on the OnlyFans Instagram. I'm like, first of all, I got a problem as a father. Would you put my baby on your story right after you got them big jiggly ass titties on that motherfucker? Because they was. Can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? I'm not trying to see. I'm a- your titties and then your children right afterwards i'm not you feel me what's hey, the listen, bro and i'm hey listen i'm 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 all for sex work sex positivity all of that or whatever but you gotta you can't not nah, not your babies now <coughs> not right after you're gonna, not you're right gonna, after get a bro. family page get a family page you know what i'm saying you got one that's rated e for everybody and then the nc17 page yeah hold up i'm about to Oh, she's still with that nigga. And it's crazy. She Joe Button's girlfriend. Who that? The mama from the uh who had the OnlyFans page. I'm about to show you her page right now. Oh shit. God it's damn. Her. God damn. Yeah. 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 I was like, who is this at the motherfucking cheer competitions? But then, yeah. You asked, who is this? Some people know her very well, apparently. Yeah, nigga. But look, same page. Link tree. Oh, it's gone now. She don't have it no more because she got too much money. Uh, Damn, you let him. That nigga Joe Budden said cut that shit out. But look, told you, nigga. This nigga here. Mm-hmm. Nah, she y'all damn. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? But yeah, nigga. I'm all for the yeah, only nigga, fans struggle, no, but I was like, Ain't nobody at the chair competitions paying attention, nigga. You you watching her, nigga. What you talking about? Nigga, and was. I ain't even gonna cap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I asked you about that shit with Soda Baby because bro, like this is some shit I actually wanted to uh 
want to uh fucking show you, bro. Uh, I want to talk about it anyway. I was gonna talk about it, period. But I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight this with somebody else on here. Let's see. All right, I'm about to pull it up. She gonna bounce back, Cora got a bunch. Uh, school of square pants, no the crab ain't crisp. No, Daniel ain't built like the Chumbuck. No, I can't help but take the fucking video off. I want you to see because you seen that nigga face, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah hold up. That nigga sliding on that He was sliding on that hoe, but that nigga and that bitch fucked up, nigga. I ain't gonna be able to this the you know what? I'm I'm doing it again, bro. You know where I'm be able to find it. Twitter. This nigga already already on the way. Timeline. Nigga, all I got, I'm going to click inside of baby, and I bet you it, I bet you it's going to be one of the first, bruh, first thing to pop up. Got a bunch of school of square pants, no, the crab ain't crisp, no. Daniel ain't built to jump, no. Planted on my pants when I'm a husband. Listen, I get her digged out, dig long like the nose, sitting on square rows. No, I can't take no L's. I'm going to slide in the snow like Gary the Snail. No, no, it's just a... So, okay, first of all, my nigga did kind of slide on that hoe. Shout out SpongeBob, man. Another lying. <laughs> SpongeBob. Oh, hell yeah, nigga. Shout out. Niggas don't even know. I'm still look. I wanna uh I wanna read you this something that he posted after that though. Because you did see how absolutely blasted that nigga was in that video, right? Thanks. So the the tweet that that nigga put, he said, uh, "Ain't spent ten to twenty k a week on lean in longer than a year. Ain't bought over five perks in two months. Ain't smoked a cigarette in two months. Suck my dick and celebrate my sobriety." Um, first of all, I think that there's a little disconnect in between what sobriety is in my nigga's mind. Like, also. 10k to 20k a week on lean nigga ain't bought more than five so basically you saying that you was like popping five perks at a time like we know like i could read through that like you say you was hitting five of the bitches at a time flavor flav did an interview recently where he talked about spending 2500 a day on drugs at his height and that's like in the 90s nah he was saying recently before flag's only been sober for like four or five years Damn, I didn't know that. That makes sense. Yeah, so he, like, at his worst or whatever type shit or whatever. But so the thing that I would that all this made me think about is, bro, what do you think about how it seems like it's changed so much and how acceptable it is to like be a drug addict, basically? You mean in hip hop culture or yeah, in hip hop culture particularly, bro. Like, yeah. I think it's uh 
I mean, the music started shifting towards that. It was, I'm selling dope and I smoke weed occasionally type shit, but I'm a thug. But I feel like at some point it became cool to uh, be the user. And I feel like a lot of these people, like if you really listen to the lyrics, like these are like sad people. Like these are sad ass songs, sad situations. These people are really like trying to numb themselves. Like not even on no funny shit. They be like, damn near comatose in the studio. Straight up. Straight up. No, I think that I think you brought up a really good point where it's like uh and I don't think I've ever really heard anyone tackle it from that perspective because what it basically sounds like your point is that this isn't necessarily uh a function of like all they rapping about is doing drugs now, so that's what you like they doing it because it's cool. It's more so like no, nah, if you listen to what they really rapping about, they rapping about the fact that they like depressed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and they yeah. depressed and in these areas that lack these resources and all this other stuff, whatever. So it's like that is what leads people to drug addiction. Like, it's just commercialized now. And yeah, if you like a lot of the songs, like if you listen like past the lyrics, man, I don't know if I'd be reading too deep sometimes, but that they like somebody said like every time he go on a mission, he snort cane. I think NBA Youngboy said that. So he's talking about like probably I get yeah to go. You know what I'm saying I gotta get dope up to go handle whatever situation I'm doing. You know what I mean? Or like. Drinking and numb the pain, like yeah, no, nah, these these are people that uh got. I ain't gonna say all of them because I feel like some of them are following trends. You know what I mean? Definitely, but, yeah. Some of them don't even do the drugs. Yeah, yeah, in fact, in fact. But and I think that's even hard. worse. Like I think that's doing it. Yeah, all you doing is rapping about doing drugs. You don't even do knowing these young kids gonna go do it. That's kind of trash. Like you ain't even you ain't even speaking your life. You just saying yeah, what you think yeah. is cool. It's cool, and I, I, I have a hard time wrestling with it, like net positive or net negative, like of hip hop, because it, it, I mean, it has made a lot of people money, brought a lot of people out of poverty, but like the influences that it had on us, me, you know what I'm saying? I grew up listening to hip hop, and I, I had to unlearn the whole bunch of shit that I was listening to. Bro, you know you're right, mean? bro. When it come to a lot of shit, bro, the way you navigate in the world, nigga, the way you deal with women, nigga, a lot of shit. Nigga. Yeah, hip -hop, uh... I was a terrible misogynist. I was the worst kind, so I was a nice guy misogynist. Ah, <sighs> yeah, same. <laughs> 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 that is the worst kind, bro. Um, I was thinking when you were saying that too, whatever. It kind of speaks too to like. If you watch like big media, like national media outlets and shit like that, or whatever, they'll have you believe that violence is a condition of blackness, that like young black men are numb to violence and they just are naturally like that. But then when you like kind of bring up points like that, where you talk about these niggas doing these drugs and they stay in this level of fucked up because of a lot of the shit that they doing on a day to day basis or like the violence that they got to do, because that's just not normal. Yeah. Like, even for niggas who live in that, they don't want to be in that elevated mental state all the time where they got to, like, you know what I'm saying? What up, Pops? Like that, doing an interview. My fault, my fault. No, you good. You good. Um, they don't want to be in that elevated mental state all the time. But it's not like they can't be. Like, they literally can't even operate in that space where, like, they about to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I think that, that that was a. Cause I, I know what that feels like. I know what it, you know what I'm saying to like, uh, cause I, I've used alcohol as like a, a numbing agent when I was going through stuff that, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to deal with. So I, I hear it. I know what it sounds like when you say it. Like I'm just doing this cause like, man, they don't want to feel nothing, bro. He, he in there doped up talking about. <laughs> 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 My father's <laughs> called, bro. 
he in that, but they, he in the studio doped up because he's trying to, I mean, and one, they probably, and maybe to a certain degree, it does like spark creativity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So that may be another thing too. Like they, they, they may feel like I'm getting money because I was making, I was making songs when I was high. So let me stay, let me get higher. See, I'm, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I yeah, I can definitely see that being part of it, my nigga. And it's just like, you do something long enough, it end up becoming a habit. Like yeah. niggas doing shit recreationally, but like they don't even realize like that's that's an information thing. Like motherfuckers doing lean, bro. I was grown before I knew that lean is basically heroin. Mm-hmm. Niggas out here doped up because if you if you've seen anybody with it walking around like putting a needle in their arm, you'd be like, "Yo, you bugging?" You see that same nigga pour up the two thousand dollars worth of you know what I'm saying cough syrup in a in a fanta. And you be handing you be talking handing them cups. I'm like, let me get a little bit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like. I knew that was one. I was like, no, nah, I'm cool. Cause I, I knew how expensive that habit was. I was like, bro, never in my life. Never in my life. I always I'm tell cool. people I got blessed because I never had an addictive personality. I had an indulgent personality. So even when I was doing anything, like whenever I was like, I'm bugging, I just stop. Like I should be like, I'll yeah. never do this shit again. It's cool. Like even yeah. lean, like I I said lean a couple times and like by like the second time I said some lean, I was like, I don't even like the way this makes, but like then when someone else told me, they was like, it's basically heroin. I was like, that makes sense, bro. Cause that's why I didn't like it. I was like, this shit, like, like I'm a weed smoker, bro. I'm like, this ain't weed, bro. This ain't like a little light spice to add to your day. You know what I'm saying? Like you a real weed smoker, nigga. Like you don't be out here zonked out. Cause you high, nigga. It just be like a little, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like you turn the brightness up on your day a little bit. You know what I'm saying? nigga? Yeah. Lean is drugs, I, nigga. You be like, <laughs> I heard people say it. Uh, I know somebody, one of the homies, said they did it one time. And they felt too good. They was like, I'm never doing this again because they all felt too good. I was like, Yep, I'm straight. I'm straight. I don't need it. Say so anytime a nigga say some shit like that to you, you like, oh, nigga, this is like mm. crazy, crazy, crazy. For that price tag, I can't be around here fiending and broke, bro. It ain't used to be that high, bro, but now that shit is crazy, nigga. They took it off the shelves, didn't they? Yeah, that's why it's so expensive, because niggas, and then it's like that, That's them niggas is basically drinking liquid fentanyl half the time. You know they are. They getting some shit that they done made in a lab in China talking about, yeah, this basically like what y'all used to have. That that scares me, bro. That amount of pill popping going on scares me. I ain't gonna lie. Like, seeing that. that it's crazy to see, bro. It's yeah. it's crazy to get to start seeing motherfuckers who you grew up with be addicts. Like, damn, like my niggas, like not even just like function addicts. Like, no, nah, motherfuckers is like strung out, like homeless. Like, that shit. Somebody could be, and it don't matter, bro. It don't matter what your potential is. Like addiction, man. There ain't no ain't no bias to it. If you addicted, like it affects everybody. I ain't gonna say the same way, but it can. Yeah, it can. You know I mean, nobody shit, impervious to it. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna keep you too much longer, my nigga. We ain't got we ain't got too much more to get through. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I, I do want to chop it up with you about say what? I said we chilling. Yeah, yeah. I got a. Let's see what's this next shit, bro. This some shit, bro. Some shit been going on or whatever. This some of that culture war shit, bro. You know that what I done peeped a lot of times, bro. Like with with a lot of this politics shit that's been going on or whatever. Like regardless to like where motherfuckers is affiliated, I done peep real heavy that like anything that these Republican leaders be talking about don't actually be about no real policy. It's like culture war shit. It's like that that critical race theory banning books and the fucking attack on gay people, like all this other shit or whatever. Like I think that them niggas is bugging or whatever. But so. 
You know, I'm over here in Texas, man. I got, I got, we got a, we got Governor Greg Abbott. I call that nigga Hot Wheels. Um, <laughs> that nigga did. It's like that Chris Rock joke where he talking about, uh, he talk, he say some shit like, um, you know, if you just see a nigga walking around with, with, with one leg, you ain't gonna say nothing. But if a motherfucker run into you and then get out his car, he only got one leg, you gonna talk about the leg. Like, <laughs> We were talking about that with that's, Jonah, uh, Jason Whitlock, fat ass. Yup. That's how I feel about, yeah, exactly. That's how I feel about that bitch ass nigga Abbott, bro. Like, I would never talk about nobody. I ain't no ableist, bro. I would never talk about nobody's physical condition. But the fact that that nigga got crushed by an oak tree and now he's paralyzed from the waist down, that's God. That's why Greg Abbott's in a wheelchair. That nigga was running. He was he was out walking, doing his doing his little morning jog. And an oak tree fell on that nigga in the middle of a residential area, my nigga. Yeah, bro, that's a that's a that's not the Lord, bro. <laughs> that's a, that is divine justice. That's all I'm saying, bro. Niggas got varying levels of spiritual belief, but I'm just saying if you get paralyzed from the waist down because an oak tree fall on you while you running around, it didn't even the fact that it didn't kill you is one of the reasons why I know it's God. Because he wanted you to live paralyzed, bro. He wanted you crippled. I, I feel like him, and I, it, it ain't just him. It's a lot of people, but like, especially after the Uvalde thing, bro, he got so much blood on his hands. They're like, I ain't got no, I ain't got to Yeah, fuck him forever. So my nigga got a new, so headline is, bill, this bill would ban diversity, equity, and inclusion at Texas universities. As Governor Greg Abbott tells state agencies that using diversity, equity, and inclusion criteria in the hiring process is illegal, Lawmakers and legislature are pushing against the practice in Texas universities. So, yeah, State Representative Carl Tepper filed a bill to prohibit to prohibit higher education institutions from funding or supporting diversity, equity, and inclusion offices. HB 1006 also prohibits any efforts to formulate diversity beyond what is necessary to uphold the equal protection of the laws under the 14th Amendment. We call it the uh, division, inequity, and indoctrination. The office, the DEA office name is a misnomer, Tepper said. We feel like it's uh, purposely being misused to push a very, a very woke, very liberal agenda. You can, you can have any belief you want. You can have any care about uh, race relations or sexual relations you want to have, but we think it's on the state dollar. We, we think that on the state dollar and the state budget that these universities, these, these state departments, departments of the state of Texas should be neutral. But basically, they're saying that they're going to take away funding from any of these colleges or facilities that have any diversity, equity or inclusion programs involved in their admissions progress. At the same time that the governor is taking them same programs out of all the hiring process in Texas. Mm. So you, you think this is more of a because you is that why you brought up the culture war earlier? I think that's all it is, bro. I mean, like, why what would the to me, and I think this is one of the frustrating things for me personally, because I don't even think that you have to be like super politically engaged to see like a clear like difference in like it's I'll even scale back a little bit more. It's hard for me to understand why, as black people, we could even give like the energy of the Republicans like any time of day under like anything. Like I get like 
like the Democrats don't do shit for black people, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's like the people who like, it's like a group of people who don't like prioritize black people. And then it's another group who like are actively working to strip us back to Jim Crow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like to, to uh, ban, like basically saying that like we banning any practice that would take diversity into account. Like, I don't know. I don't even know how to how to formulate my opinion to that with words. I feel like a lot of this, uh, that's why I asked if it was a cultural thing. Cause I, I feel like a lot of this stuff, like we were talking about like uh anti-CRT or whatever, it's really a smoke screen because they they don't want us to have access or the kids have access to that information. Because if they do, then it's like, oh, okay, we know that these groups of people have been wronged. So they can't get rid of the information. We in the information age, but they can make the shit cloudy. Mm-hmm. Like ah, gay people ah, ah. They're to take guns. <laughs> oh, oh shit! They trying to take guns, but like, I, I really, I really think that's what it is, bro. They hiding the because they'll, they'll, they'll probably like, I don't know, they'll find some way to justify it by omitting a lot of information, like they always do. Thanks. I think one of the frustrating things for me about things like this is, this is like as a black person, when you have conversations with other groups and they say certain shit, like it's like, I feel like we get gaslit all the time. Like we be making it up. Like we'd be like, nah, they really be fucking with us. And motherfuckers would be like, do they really be fucking with you? Or is it really that? I got to I got to it's crazy you say that because I got a joke that I just tried out just just about black people being gaslit and I'm put on the special. I'm gonna shout to y'all for that one for sure. Yeah, bruh, bruh. I, was, I just tried that whole one like uh like last Tuesday. That whole about the same hard. exact thing. Oh, me, bruh. I, that's a, that's I a just know. Bro, like maybe tell you know you we have a case, but. I, and maybe this ain't the right platform to say this because anybody else yes, who's it is. This got their top blown off. But nah, Malcolm X, Malcolm X said it, bro. The reason that we aren't getting justice for like like rapper, it's because it's going to be a detriment to like the American like the whole economy. You know what I'm saying? For us to get our due, we he was saying, bro, we ain't got it. We we shouldn't be asking them. This is a UN case. Like this is this is human rights violations that have been going on for four years and nobody has brought to the UN. You know what I mean? If anybody is gonna be able to leverage, like, okay, y'all gotta, y'all gotta write this wrong, this historical 400, 500 year, you know what I'm saying, wrong that y'all have been mm-hmm. profiting off of, building the strongest nation in the world, you know what I'm saying, or at least military wise and maybe economically off of the backs of Native Americans that you wiped out and Black people that you enslaved and dehumanized for 400 years, and everybody else has been oppressed. They say just for slavery. I was listening to a to a podcast with these uh these two who like they that's like they think like they experts on black people and getting reparations basically like what that would look like and blah blah blah, and they basically said that they calculated the number that they feel like black people should be owed based on the median the difference between the median wealth of a black household and a white household, which adds up to about eight hundred thousand dollars per black household. Uh, which is it being fourteen trillion dollars? And I feel like that's probably being cheap too. Like if we if we really if we really if we being honest, like, if we really counted every dollar, every dollar that white people made that black people couldn't make because you know black people couldn't get loans to buy homes 
poor, you know what I'm saying? Black people were, you know what I mean? Like all the money mm-hmm. that was made off the black people in prison or people of color in prison. We could really smack niggas over the head with a case, like a fat ass lawsuit. But the, you know, the UN is propped up by America. So the UN ain't gonna, that's, that's the thing about having, and it's crazy because as a, as a person in America who feels like America owes me something, it's a detriment. But as a citizen of America, it's a net positive because that we got the strongest military in the world shit. It really does. It really is a thumb on the scale because it isn't just you don't want to fuck with us. It's you want us to have your back if anybody fucks with you. Yeah. So ain't nobody going to bring to the UN that, that America owes is black uh, residents no money. They're going to be like, yeah, it sucks that that happens in America. Cause you know, it's, it's drug dealer theory. When I used to, when I used to sell weed, bro, I used to, I used to sell weed. I wasn't working. I was making, I'm in law and I'm making shit three, $4,000 a week. Some nigga, I'm making good ass money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like my people not asking me no questions, nothing. Niggas be like, how you keep your family from asking you stuff? I say, every time I show up, I got something in my hand. They say, what you mean? I said, well, I pull up and we got a little family function. Nigga, I'm coming in. I got like three thirty packs. Nigga, I got beer, nigga. They like, oh, yeah. we having a barbecue. I'm coming in with 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 eight racks of ribs. Like, oh, here, I brought the ribs. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. Because when you the nigga bringing shit, can't nobody ask you about your dirt. Facts, facts. If you want, if you want to ask me where this money came from, all right, give me them ribs back. If them, oh, them that them weed money ribs is too dirty for you, that's fine. Give them back. Niggas don't want to give the shit back, so they won't ask you. That's how America be with that UN shit, bro. Because that you brought up a point I never thought about. And I, I went and looked, uh, researched all the UN cases. I didn't look into them all individually, but like all the ones that have been. And I was like, just hypothetically, like how does one bring up a case for his UN? And one mm-hmm. of the criteria was that you have to have exhausted all local or national means. And I was looking through history. I'm like, bro, black people have, nigga, we tried marching. We we ran away, we rebelled, we built our own black enclaves, you know what I'm saying? We built flooded with like what other means do we have at this point? So I'm like I don't know. Maybe it's me being like a, a idealist, but if anybody got a case, bro, it's us. I ain't never thought of that. That shit, bruh. That shit real though. No cap, my nigga. You right. You we we asking no other group of people would go directly to their oppressor and ask for retribution. Yeah. Like you know they're gonna all like, of a sudden be like, and this—I don't even think it's malicious at this point. It's like the people that profit profit off of it have made so much money and stand to lose so much money. That's the most dangerous thing. I don't—I don't, I don't even think it's about uh, like the people at the top. It's more like I hate black people. It's like nah, black people being in that position makes me the most money. So we're not changing that. Hey, bro, and even to to disrupt that would do so much that I can't guarantee that it's worth it. Not even just for me as an individual, but really in truth for the people who I who I'm you know what I'm saying supposed to be leading. Like if you the president, and even though the president can't do this, like I don't I don't even like to use this analogy because niggas really think the president can do a lot of shit the president cannot do. Um, but if you the president, you like if I was to get black people reparations right now, it would cause inflation to rise at such a level that everyone who did not receive reparations who wasn't already wealthy would be in abject poverty immediately. Like, and that to me, like, that's obvious. Like, if you just think about it, if you gave every black household $800,000, if you were one of those households who didn't get it, you had, you now have to compete with those households for everything. Housing, goods and services, everything. Yeah. 
And if you, and like, it's like, it's crazy to be making this case. Like, but if you are a poor white person and black people get reparations, you are instantly like you might like be priced out of your home just like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know real way because America's not set up for anyone who's impoverished to quickly rise up contrary to what they believe. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it would, but I want my money though. <laughs> for me, how I visualize it, because I like I, I think Nipsey said it, dropping the bag off in the hood ain't the idea. And I think it's that. But I think our our like I feel like you every society, especially this one, you gotta perform a civic duty, you know what I'm saying, or contribute something to the society to get that money. And I feel like we as the people have contributed enough that we should be able to build this bitch. Get something not eight hundred thousand like off rip, but like have a I don't know, maybe a stipend, a black stipend. You know what I'm saying? You go to school, yeah. you learn something. You go, y'all go to therapy. Y'all all need it. That's what that's what y'all's responsibility is. Get y'all community. Hey, right. That's real. That's real, bro. Y'all all go therapy because y'all all need that shit. Cause nigga. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's 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 how I kind of picture it. Cause nigga, you know, if you drop eight hundred thousand dollars on a random nigga, bro, it's over. It. That shit gonna be gone in two days. Bruh, motherfuckers don't have the education to even know what to do with that money should they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, right with it. Like, that's one of the things I, I didn't learn more as I done got older, bro. Like, so much so much is based in what information you have, what you actually able to do. And honestly, as, as it may it may be a detriment to America in the short term, but I feel like it's one long of the most patriotic things you can do because it's going to, like, cleanse the soul of the country that's- to a degree. Like we got a dirty, we got a greedy, very uh yeah, just this foul soul about us. If you look at the history, that's why they won't tell you the whole story. I agree. I agree. And you made a sign that's straight like that. That's why they don't want to tell you the whole story. They don't want to tell you all of it because it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of dirt in that motherfucker that has it that's never really truly been atoned for in any way. And I think that's the thing why going full circle why they be banning all this curriculum and all this other stuff or whatever is because like the truth is if you're honest about the atrocity the next question is okay well at what point was the atonement done yeah like so we just we were just like okay you're free now are bad like that's the way it went and the answer to that is yes like and okay was saying something i like i was talking to that nigga yesterday i was talking to martin luther king yesterday Nah, I was watching the uh, speech. <laughs> I'm just saying, just on some like karma type stuff, like the, the wrong that has been done against black people for, for however many centuries in this country was so like horrible and abhorrent that the only way to balance it is to do something like just as good for black people as a whole in the opposite direction. Like, but it has to be just as drastic. Like, that's the, I feel like that's the, and I agree with him, I feel like that's the only way to truly make up for. You know what I mean? Like we got generational shit. Like we were raised by the my generation was raised by the the, the crack the eighties generation. That generation was yeah, raised by civil rights. That generation was raised by you know what I'm saying like convict leasing. Like that generation was raised by former slaves. Yeah, we not don't know good, that. bro. We not good, bro. Yeah, you right, my nigga. That was. That's crazy, bro. You brought up a lot of points that I had that I had thought about, but maybe not necessarily in that in that way. I'm trying to find this uh 
this story before I, yep, there it is right there. Cause we got this last thing, man. I actually got a little bit of music for this last segment we got, man. Cause you know, I don't know. That's too long. Nigga, where is the story story? That shit we're talking about. I got them eight minute video, bro. Long ass video. Man, nigga, what the fuck, nigga? This, this, that's that's your own content. Uh, there we go. Oh, I fuck with it. We gonna read it from from Jason Lee on Hollywood Unlocked. Looking ass. All right, the name of the the, the name of the segment is simple, my nigga. Yeah. It's white people do this. Man reveals he paid eighteen hundred and fifty dollars a month to live in a New York City laundromat. Samson Dahl, 27, moved to New York City from Chicago in 2019 after discovering the laundromat on an online forum. Despite the fact that his ex-girlfriend thought the idea of him living in a laundromat was revolting, he took the opportunity and moved anyway. He previously worked at a warehouse and had lived in a commercial space. The laundromat was located in Queens, and the previous tenant added a kitchen within a small space. On the other hand, the laundromat hasn't been, work- hasn't been in working order since 2005, and when he first moved in, the rent was listed at seventeen fifty, with two months of upfront, and with two months upfront and eight hundred and seventy five dollars security deposit. In twenty twenty one, his rent will rise to eighteen fifty. He will and he will pay one hundred and twenty dollars in utility plus sixty dollars for internet access. I like the freedom of a commercial space, even though there are definitely fewer tenant rights. Something feels more ethical about moving into a vacant storefront that's been empty for years than taking up an apartment in some residential neighborhood you're not familiar with. He was that scared, bro. <laughs> that's all it was. It had to be. I, I didn't know what it was until you said, until you got to the end. He said a residential area that you're not familiar with. You said Queens. That nigga scared My me. nigga's... My nigga did all this so he didn't have to live in the hood, bro. He said, if I'm going to live in the hood, I'm going to live, like, not next to the niggas. Like, I would rather live where they got to walk. That ain't working, and I know niggas not going to come in here. Niggas ain't checking for me, bro. Who robbed a lot? He says the small space makes him look like a hoarder, but he likes living in the laundromat because the community reminds him of his childhood. Dahl was born and raised in a commune in Texas, but described his experience... He was, see, the look. <laughs> I thought I, I thought I knew about I thought I knew about this individual. I'm I'm, I'm lost now. I'm not gonna lie. It get, it's getting deeper, bro. His personal philosophy is that everyone is entitled to live in an open space, despite being mugged in the neighborhood several months ago. People are looking out for me more than I'm looking out for myself, and that's true community. I knew True Community as a child, and I know it again now. He also created the commercial space as a studio space where he created a songwriting and organ station. So my nigga bought a laundromat. Let's run this back. He bought a laundromat. He was born and raised in a commune in Texas. 
So this nigga grew up in a cult. Yeah. My nigga grew up in a cult, moved to a laundromat in New York, where he then opened up a studio space where he writes songs and plays the organ. Yeah, no, nah, nah, maybe he just one of the people that marches to the beat of their own drum. I don't know what I don't know what song that nigga playing. <laughs> I'm about to say I don't I, think it's no maybe about that nigga. It's definitely marching to the uh, beat of his own. I don't know. I, uh, the price of rent in New York, though, that probably is the cheapest spot he could find. To be honest, that's. Part of why I always tell niggas I could never live in a major city like that, bro. Like New York, LA, Chicago, I'm good, bro. Like it costs too much to live there and you don't get enough back for it. The rats as big as dogs. That nigga don't get a bed. That nigga don't, and he don't have that no nigga. hustle, nigga. So you mean you mean you moved into a laundromat that didn't work no more and you was like, I'm gonna turn this into a songwriting and organ studio? I don't think there's a bunch of fucking demand. For organ lessons, but in a studio that used to be a laundromat, my nigga, why didn't you just make it a laundromat? Damn. Yeah, he hustling backwards, or he 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 has a very elaborate plan that we won't know about until it's complete five years from now. Like nigga could be a genius. That nigga girlfriend clearly don't think he a genius because that nigga single than a motherfucker now. She says, "You want me to live in a what?" Uh, I just picture this nigga like he be getting ready to go to sleep, turn the lights out. He uh turn the watch machine on and it rocks him to sleep. Bruh, that, that nigga sleep on top of them motherfuckers. He sleep on top of them motherfuckers <laughs> like a sound machine just to get drowned out the noise, nigga. Oh, oh my god, bro. I just that's hilarious, objectively speaking though. I I can't even I can't even imagine. A world where I would do such a thing, and that's one of the things you definitely know for a hundred and ten percent fact is a white person. That's the yeah. only, that's the only qualification to be on white people do this. When I read the headline, you've got to already know that they white. And it was New York or Florida, like you didn't have to even tell me. It was one of them two. Definitely, bro. I got another one for you. This one we got to we got this one. I, I I found a video for this one. We gonna uh, I'm gonna play the video. Because I'm not making you guess whether or not she's a white lady. You already know she's a white lady. So we could just go. Uh... Damn, I'm sleeping next to the to the dryer. Hey, come on. Right, hold up. I know it's probably cold up. in that bitch, too. Bro, you know it's cold in that bitch. It's got a laundromat. It don't even have, like, the... I mean, that nigga's bugging, bro. All right, here goes the... Do, do. Dude. Dad's been fighting and winning for Man. others for decades. Damn, bro, I bet you we mute that nigga. One eight hundred call. Better call Saul ass. So fake. Better. Oh, bootleg. Better call Saul ass bitch, nigga. Y'all niggas Jordan Belfort. Hell no. Hell no, nah, I just saw the yeah. hell no. Nah. Hell no, nah, I just saw the title, bro. You crazy. Bro, yeah, yeah. For 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 the people who who listening only, they can't they can't see what's going on here. So let's let's hit play so they can get get privy. Her home and makes the the past year, Diane Gordon leaves her home and makes the trek to VC Market where she works. 
five times a week. A few miles down Highland Road. 2.7 to be exact. She knows because for the past year, she walks that route. Her car broke down last February. She was walking home on January 21st when she stopped at the BP for a snack. Before she could set foot inside. Looked down on the ground and found a plastic bag that had a large sum of money in it. So she grabbed it. When you turned it over, there was even more money. And knew exactly what she needed to do. This doesn't belong to me. I need to call a police officer. It never really crossed her mind to do anything other <laughs> than turn it over. White Lake police came out to investigate. Inside the bag was also wedding cards. So we come to find out that this is actually, um, these are gifts from a wedding that had occurred that day. And of course, the cash. I think it was $14,780 worth of cash. Money that Diane could certainly put to use. Especially under the idea that she doesn't have transportation. Outside of freezing cold days like today, Diane says for the most part, she doesn't really mind the walk to work, but not having a vehicle means she's missing out on other things in life. Grandkids have sporting events she can't drive to. You know, just jumping in the car and driving over to see them doesn't happen. My nigga, for those of y'all listening, y'all can't see this because you can't see the video. My nigga, tell me you've seen how dusty that motherfucking house she living in is. Because Look it at was that. a wedding present, I'd have gave them something. But you gave them the whole thing back, then you would have got two. I'd have left two in the Hold bag. up, hold up, hold up. 13. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm about to run this back a little bit. I need you to look at the air. Just look at the air behind her and look at how dusty her crib is, bro. I know I'm out of pocket for coming at this lady like this, but hold up. Could have made my life a whole lot easier, but it's okay events she can't drive to you know just jumping in the Why car and like driving she had over to see flying behind her bro could have made my life a whole lot easier but uh, she, uh, did you see that shit stayed, in your viewer <laughs> she's staying uh joe dirt old crit that nigga he was the previous tenant nigga on the lord my nigga she don't change them fucking air filters bro i know you need money nigga you still got them if you are a loved one ask me don't think we go <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Fifteen fifteen thousand dollars she gave back, bro. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Seeing it, seeing it back with money on the ground, and I know it's no way it can be traced to me, bro. I'm gone. Seeing the wedding, seeing the wedding pictures, though, I may leave y'all a rack. Y'all can get y'all a toast or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever. I'm not yeah. leaving you shit. Let me tell you something, my nigga. Let me ask you a question. If you had $15,000, what's the likelihood you lose it at a BP? That's a fact. That is, that's a good point. You're saying it's a blessing Zero, God. right? It's a blessing. Yeah, zero. I'm never, there's no way I'm losing 15K at a BP. And if I did, if you, anyone who could lose $15,000 is rich. She walking in, she walk. I didn't even realize how crazy 2.7 miles to work. She walks every day. She's an old ass lady. You seen the snow, nigga. They was like, the camera was like, these is her footprints from where she walks. She gave them that 15 yeah, K no. back and they probably gave her some tennis rackets to tie to the bottom of her shoe to help her walk in the snow better. She did some really bad shit back in the day and she's trying to get into heaven. That's what it is. She's trying to atone. 
That's the only thing that could have made sense, She know them days is numbers. She knows she gonna hit them trumpets one day soon. She's like, fuck it, bro. Let me me see if I can bribe my way back in. Nigga, it... I can never... What's the most amount of money? Have you ever found some money, bro? Have you ever found money? Not. Not never. Not... I found uh I found some money when I was a kid, bro. And this and I wish I could have talked to this lady so I could have put her on and just told her how it went down. I'm about eight years old and we in Walmart and this lady probably dropped like it's probably like a twenty dollar bill, honestly. It might only been twenty dollars or something. She dropped it and she about to be gone, like whatever. For me, you know what I'm saying? Little kid, I run, grab the money. I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, you know what I'm saying? Like you left it, you dropped your money. That lady looked at me, she said, Oh. Thanks. Turn around and dip. I was like, whoa, wait. Where's the reward money, nigga? Because in the television shows that I watched, when you bring the money back, you're supposed to get a reward from the nigga who you give the money to. And she just gonna you give you from the break twenty. Bro, I thought she was gonna give a nigga a little five piece or something like that. I didn't think she was gonna be like, oh, you can have it. I was like, okay, okay. I see how that is, nigga. Fast forward, I'm living in Ohio and I'm working at this restaurant and I'm sweeping my tables and I and I'm sweeping my table and it's a bank envelope under my table full of money. And I sweep that bitch into the dustpan, walk over to the trash can, dump the dustpan out, grab that shit, put that shit in my apron, nigga. I was like, if somebody called back today about this money, I'll give it back. Yeah. Them niggas call about that money for four days, bro. Somebody called and was like, hey, sometime last week, did you find a bank envelope under one of your tables or something? Nope. <laughs> been too many people. Yeah, they ain't going to trace it back to you. There's been too many people in and out of there since then. It was less about getting caught, bro, and more about, nigga, it was like two bands in that bank envelope, nigga. Yeah, you don't this, need it. You can just drop it. You can forget two bands. Yeah, bro. Like you said if you earlier. could lose two bands, nigga, if I had two bands in my, if I had two bands on my person, nigga, I'm checking my pockets after every place I leave to make sure I still got it. That's a fact. Nigga, I if I got to lose $35 in my pocket and I'm digging my phone in and out of my pocket too much, I'd be patting my pocket to make sure that money's still there all day. I don't never carry loose money, bro. I ain't going to lie. Like, if I got bills, bro, it's going in a wallet because I don't trust myself. Bro, you nah, lost bro. all of that. I gotta, I gotta have it. That show you how different me and that lady is. Fifteen k, fifteen k. I wouldn't talk twice about that you. shit. She just bought her Halo for fifteen thousand. You, when you said that shit though, right, bro, nigga, you really did hit the nail on the head. That got, that's the only logical explanation, my nigga, is that she knew, like, damn, I really don't got enough points to get in on the marriage, bro. Ah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Think she, about she it. Gotta, she had to balance it out. Yeah, she she looked like she done said nigga a lot. Yeah, bro, she trying to she 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 bought she bought fifteen thousand dollars worth of uh, microaggressions. Bro, and listen, the the final thing about this is true. I don't trust no white people who old and poor because I'm just like you grew up in a time where you was only competing with half the people. Like you wasn't even competing with nobody darker than you, and you still couldn't manage to just have like a relatively decent life. You had some shit going on. I don't know, bro. You really, you had a handicap that will never be offered to you again. So if you couldn't make it in that situation, then you will never be able to make it in this world. 
I think uh, I think the system step on everybody though. Most most everybody. Facts. I feel like I feel like most, uh, no matter what the race is, the majority of the population is probably below the poverty line. I feel most like it's only a, shit a on, bro. Yeah, it's a lot. They like, above the poverty like line only because they make the poverty line like the the starvation line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like if what really represented poverty in America was the line, you really 100 percent right. I feel like to to have this many billionaires and millionaires, bro, a lot of people got to be losing. Straight up, bro. Because somebody got to be able to. It's it's based in that. Yeah, I think that's why they won't willingly. They they'll never willingly give us reparations too. Because that that's like that's like paying niggas back in Monopoly when you've been stealing their money this whole time. <laughs> Straight like that, bro. Straight up, it's like I could give you your bread back, but then like I'm not gonna be the big dog no more. It was only so much money on the board. Yep. Now we got one last, one last joint, bro, and we up out of this motherfucker, bro. So one thing that I love for white people to do this, I like to have one. I like to find a motherfucker who had the caucasity. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Where they just really push their whiteness to the brink. And yeah. then the article gave me some whiteness on top of it too, because they did that shit the motherfuckers do, where they try and give you a headline that seemed like one thing. I'm gonna read you the headline. Gun seized from Fulton teacher who police said had tens of thousands of rounds of ammo. The article off top would make you think that they took this nigga's guns, right? Like they think it's like was on some like, you know how they be like, they coming to take your guns. This sounds like a they coming to take your guns article, doesn't it? Right. Let's read it. A Fulton County Junior High School technology teacher arrested Tuesday had more guns and ammunition than authorities originally made public. In all, police seized more than 40 rifles, shotguns, and a bin full of handguns. First of all, how many handguns do you have to have for them to count them as a bin full? What is the, yeah, what is the measure word for, for bin? Like, what's uh, like, we talking about? Because I have seen a lot of bins. I don't move a lot of furniture around. A bin full of handguns and tens of thousands of rounds of ammunition from Jesse uh, Wiegand's home in uh, on Damas Road. Damn, nigga, they want motherfuckers to pull up on this nigga in the town of Oswego. <laughs> that they doxing this nigga in the article, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know he stay on uh, what's the name next to uh, Shirley now. Oh God, bro! During the search on January 26, according to court documents, Wiegand 41 was being investigated to determine if he stole school property, police said in documents, while finding stolen school furniture and tools during the search, officers also found nine illegal assault rifles and 91 high-capacity magazines with 48 fully loaded, they said. <laughs> Wigan was charged with 11 counts of third-degree criminal possession of a weapon, one count of third-degree grand larceny, and three counts of endangering the welfare of a child. Wiegand was accused of recruiting students to help steal about $13,469. First of all, I like how they said about and then gave us this very specific number. Yeah, <laughs> give, or take, give or take 50 cents. No one's really counting, but he stole $13,469,000 worth of merchandise from him. On one occasion, students loaded tools and furniture into his car during school day hours, police said. After fighting the cache of guns and ammo, police applied for an extreme risk protection order, a preventative order that prohibits people deemed dangerous uh, to themselves or others from buying or possessing guns. 
In their temporary uh, ERPO applications, police say they believe Wigan was a danger to himself. They said Wigan, a teacher and a volunteer fire chief, was a prominent figure in his community and was ashamed of the situation. Police say after the search, Fulton School District Human Resources Director texted Wigan contact information for the union to get paid while he's suspended. I won't be needing it. Uh, police said Wigan replied, the school... Oh, the school official took the response as an indicator he might hurt himself. He played himself so tough, bro. Oh, my God. So, basically, get dark in this motherfucker. Basically, my nigga was stealing from the school, which, you know, that's the obvious part. Gets caught stealing from the school. Gets fired from stealing from the school. Because he's like, this is a perfect white people do this story. There we go. Because he's given that that lovely benefit of whiteness. They don't fire him up for this shit, bro. Somebody contacts him on some, hey, yo, I just want to make sure you know this is how you still get paid type shit, bro. He messages her back. I won't be needing it on some old cryptic shit like, oh, you know, I I won't be needing it with what's going to happen to me. And that's why the police came to his house to begin with, bro. Niggas trying to be mysterious and shit. Got caught up. <laughs> nigga trying that, to send one a nigga. That's what I mean when it comes to guns, though. Like, I'm, I know it's very contentious. People feel the way they feel. But, like, the fact... That that's the thing that bugs me out. The fact that somebody can hoard that many and all it takes is for them niggas to have one bad day and uh random people lose their lives. You know what I'm saying? Like Bro, my nigga, first of all, you stealing school property and you got the kids helping you. Yeah, shout out to the youth, man. Got to teach them right. You know what I'm saying? Got to put these kids on to the right path. You feel what I'm saying? You got to teach them something like, you know, with inflation going on, kids, the truth of the matter is you're going to need a side hustle. You got to hit a lick. You got <laughs> If you're afraid to hit a lick, you're not going to make it. Hitting a lick 101 <laughs> by uh, Jesse, whatever his name was. <laughs> Jesse Wiegand, look at <laughs> <laughs> This nigga trying to be the new Breaking Bad teacher, bro. He like, nigga got Jesse Pinkman and them helping that nigga uh, load up the goddamn. That's. Nah, he, 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 he on some shit. He on some, he, yeah, he did play himself, though. He did play himself, though. I ain't gonna lie. You got nine illegal high power weapons in Georgia, nigga. You know, you could probably have a lot of shit in Georgia, nigga. Them had to be full autos, bro. What? My thing is, like, what is the, who are you finna fight, nigga? Who is your eye? Oh, y'all. That's what I'm saying, bro. Oh, y'all, bro. Like, that's what I'm saying, my nigga. The funniest part about it to me. The funniest thing is, look, these niggas came in there looking for stolen couches and shit. They weren't even looking for nothing, nigga. They came in there looking for frozen couches, nigga. Surprise, motherfucker. That's how the niggas felt when they walked in Jeffrey Donner house. Oh, God, bro. 
That's exactly how he gave them niggas the smooth Dahmer, bro. They came in there on some light shit to find out that this nigga got the whole fucking artillery arsenal in that bitch, bro. Getting ready for the he, nigga. He was he was going to Ukraine. Solo. Nah. That nigga said he about to go get Putin himself, nigga. Fuck it. Give me five. Hold my beer, nigga. Y'all taking too long, bro. I'm finna go handle this. And I'm bringing the kids with me. And I'm bringing the kid, nigga. Uh, nigga, miss this, this the new Miss Frizzle, nigga. That the magic school bus goes to Ukraine. Looking. At <laughs> All right, man. We uh we going to Kiev first. You know what I'm saying? About to get these. About to get this shit down, man. But shit, bro. That's it, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? We've been on this bitch about two hours, nigga. They gonna be, nigga. Anytime the podcast touch two hours, they be talking shit, bro. They be like, nigga, two hours. I be telling nigga, you better make a part one and a part two on your own, nigga. Splice this shit up. <laughs> I got that work for you. You do it. You do with it what you will. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, my nigga, nigga. Like I told you before, nigga. Stand an invite to this motherfucker. Anytime you want to pop on this bitch, nigga. It's dope to have you on this motherfucker, bro. We gotta, we gotta get a, uh, uh, we gotta get a sneak peek when, a, when the special get done, man. We gotta get like a little five minute sneak peek sent over, bro. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. yeah. Now that you say that, I might bring that one. That may be the one that I use. That one about uh, gaslight because you had brought it up, so that'll be cool. Come back when the special yeah. hit. You know what I'm saying? Drop that one. Yeah, a little, a little. Yeah, a little that's fire, fire, bro. Preview. That'll be fire. Yeah, no, yeah, I, always, I appreciate you having me on, man. I had a good time. Some topics I hadn't heard about. You know what I'm saying? Some good laughs for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, we definitely gonna make this shit pop again soon, man. So all y'all out there, man, appreciate y'all for tuning in to this motherfucker. We gonna get you out of here right under two hours by the time I do a little editing. So I love y'all as always. Peace. Peace. Yeah. Double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire, my mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself, it's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga trying to see. Billion. My gift to gab on us. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth billions. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they marry him. Billions. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the billions. Yeah, man, you not tuning in there. Fuck this shit podcast. And billions 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 and